because I am in the state of Illinois, I must inform you that you are being recorded. Not really. Just kidding. <laughs> right. right. Yep. But better safe than sorry. <laughs> yep. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> this podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all, we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows. iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail, Google Podcast, and of course, our own Red5Network.com to name a few. And don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659, our Scuttlebutt hotline. We want to hear what's on your mind. Your call is very important to us. Let us know what you think of the show, what future topics we should tackle, or just to say, hello there. Please hold. Hello there indeed, Scuttlebutt Nation, and thanks for dropping by today. So I wanted to mention something about this episode in particular. I had the opportunity professionally to help out a group by designing a logo for them. My wife connects with a lot of organizations through her education program, and I connected with Robert, which you'll meet in a few minutes, after some business talk. His group and I started to talk about Star Wars, as my conversations always end up being. Robert turned out to be a fan and expressed interest in wanting to be on the podcast. So the logo I designed was for his group, which is comprised of a collective that does audio descriptive scripts for film and television projects. You know, we take many things for granted in life, and as movie-going fans, sight is one of these things we definitely take for granted. Without that sense of sight, we cannot see Star Destroyers slowly fly overhead or experience the majesty of the Millennium Falcon glide across the red and orange hue of Cloud City just to land on platform 327. Anyone who may be visually impaired has to rely on other senses like sound to fill those gaps, especially when there is motion or action on the screen that most of us follow without a problem. So when you start a movie on any modern streaming services, there are a few choices when selecting how you view it. As you know, most people are familiar with closed captioning, but not many are familiar with audio descriptive tracks. It's a service that helps certain individuals follow the action or hear how a character is dressed, the track describes a planet's terrain or the size of a planet killer's explosion and so forth. All things that we take for granted, as I mentioned. I recently watched Star Wars with the AD channel on and it was an interesting way to experience it. Let's dive into this episode and meet Robert and learn a little bit more about A.D. Welcome back to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, my friends here at the Scuttlebutt Nation. This is Ro from the Scare of Podcast. I have a very interesting topic today on this show, episode 158. Let's, uh, yeah, let's call it 158. I think it's 158. And um, I'm I'm willing to bet that no other podcast out there uh, especially in Star Wars, is taking on this topic. And I think last week when I posted a little teaser about the uh, the, the show topic today, um, somebody had responded and said, uh, wow, that's very unique. So I, I think it is. And, um, and actually, I was kind of thinking about uh, why we don't see a lot more of this type of thing because um, – because it's it's kind of important to uh, uh, obviously it's it's very important to a select um, group of, of fans. But I wanted to uh, introduce Robert Kingette 
and uh, talk to you guys about audio description and obviously folks that uh, that have uh, you know some some challenges in life. Mm, I, I don't want to overstep here, but uh, let's say hello to uh, Robert. Robert, how you doing? Oh, very good. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. You know, I wanted to get into, um, uh, you know, the the I guess the the notion of audio description in film and television and stuff like that. It's it's very it's different than closed captioning, obviously. And I I know a lot of people are are probably more familiar with closed captioning than audio description. Am, am I correct? Yes, yes. Closed captioning has been around much longer than audio description has. Audio description kind of made, I mean, it was around ever since like the the 80s and the 90s, but it really didn't get its heyday um, until until the mid um, 2010s. So like so about 2012 or 13 or so um in 2000 uh in the early 2000s uh barack obama signed um signed an um order that required tv shows on cable to have audio description and then that's when it really kind of took off but you're right it's very different from closed captioning yes and so obviously closed captioning would be uh you know the um the text on screen that basically tells you what each character or actor is saying um but the audio description is is a lot different and i want to uh i want to give you the opportunity to kind of explain a little bit about what the audio description is in film and television uh, because we're going to get into uh, my first experience in watching Star Wars um, it, with the audio description track on Disney+. Plus. It was very interesting. Um, but um, give us a little background as far as what is audio description for folks that may not know. Yeah, sure. So audio description is a service for the blind and the visually impaired that will describe any visual elements in a production uh, in between natural pauses in the dialogue. Um, so that's very important. Um, if the if the production has a key sound effect or uh, or musical score, for example, that drives the production, the audio description is supposed to kind of let that breathe and and let and let you bask in that but um but it uh, it does exactly what it says on the tin it's uh it's it it, it it it's an off-screen narrator uh that is recording a separate audio track that is overlayered on to the on to the initial audio track and um, and this narrator is reading from a script and the script um, is describing things that are happening on screen that we cannot see such as scenes costumes and facial uh, expressions, gestures that characters make, and and more visual aspects of the, the uh, production. Gotcha. And uh, I wanted to uh, circle back a little bit because I mentioned that last night I watched Star Wars for the first time with the audio description track, and uh, it, it was quite interesting. You mentioned... Um, how the script kind of describes, uh, you know, motions and and 
uh, actions that characters take, key moments. But there was one point where I was, uh, it, it was, it was kind of a little funny. I, I it was describing Darth Vader's outfit mm-hmm. as he, um, as he approached uh, the uh, the hallway in the first scene there, mm-hmm. and he's looking at the uh, dead stormtroopers. Um, it, it was interesting to me that they went really in 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 some. Um, pretty good detail as far as the cape, the flowing cape and the belt and the lights on the chest piece and, and all that stuff. So it, it was very interesting. I did not expect that at all. Oh, 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 oh yes. Um, the, the writers at the script are, they are trained to, uh, to do this kind of intricate weaving of the words if you will to to craft a very succinct and very clear uh description and um and they have to time it in so that it doesn't overlap uh, a dialogue um but some of the language that is used in these Griffs is very, very vivid, and it could help you build your vocabulary, or it could help you in other ways also. Sure, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. So, obviously, you know, there are a lot of things that we take for granted in life, and I think when we are watching movies, sight is one of the things that we we take for granted. We, you know, we we go to the movie, we watch, we listen, we experience these films, um, especially something as visually rich as uh, as Star Wars, and then you know we we don't really. We don't really think about what it might be like to be, you know, blind or visually impaired. Um, and it's it's uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, having having been a fan all my life, you know, Star Wars is obviously, you know, I, I would say the bulk of Star Wars as an experience is the visual. And I would guess that with any movie, it's the same thing. But audio description um, is is an interesting aspect of of uh movie going and i i'm always uh, i'm a big proponent of obviously going out to the movies and experiencing you know seeing these stories with with other people um but you know audio description really seems like it is designed or 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 it is it really exists to expand the fandom especially for folks that that cannot see a movie like i say we we take that stuff for granted um and i i I think it's i think it's really cool yes yes i definitely agree i mean uh without audio description i actually could not participate in the intricate fan uh debates and discussions and and um things like that because there's so much of the world that is conveyed visually um especially with the myriad of uh of locations and garments um, that people have on, uh, for example, Princess Leia, um, her garments are usually, um, usually very formal, um, except maybe when she's being held, uh, captive in Vader's, uh, Death Star, maybe not so glamorous there but um (laughs) but uh but i mean like for the most part i mean it really helps me to really understand this world because there are uh there are quite a bit of books um that uh that i think were based off the movies but at the same time like you're you're still technically not getting what everybody else is getting by watching the 
the movie and really understanding the significance of the uh, costumes and the scenes and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's backtrack a little bit. And I want to ask you, Robert, what your first experience is with Star Wars. And uh, do you remember it? And what is it about Star Wars that uh, that made you a fan? I want to come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Oh my. So my first experience of Star Wars, it was in um it was in the uh the late 90s creeping into the early 2000s. So so I'm an old man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um and and at the time of this recording, I'm in my er- er- early 30s. So um so I really liked uh, science fiction I have always had a, a certain love uh, for science fiction because I, I think that science fiction as a genre can really help us to examine um, examine like how we view um, different sides of the same society it can be very political uh and it can be very uh, very eye-opening but i you know when you were a, a kid in the 90s and early 2000s you weren't really thinking about those kind of intricacies you just really liked you know all the good guys and the bad guys so, absolutely yeah <laughs> so yeah. um so i uh so it was in the 90s and and i think it came on it it, it, it came on um cable and we had a rabbit ears at our house and there was um just i was just haphazardly flipping through um whatever the uh rabbit ears could pick up and um and then i just i i came across the music of star wars so way back then um they didn't have the audio description airing on TV, so I never got to watch it with audio description until uh, my er- er- early 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then, I was very captivated with the music and the myriad of sound effects and everything. I, I did have vision at some at that time but I still couldn't see everything um, I, I watched in utter fascination at this um, at well at Luke and Han trying to rescue Princess Leia from the Death Star in episode 4 and there was just something about it that just really really hooked me so so I was entranced I was extremely captivated um, but I was still a little bit left out because e- even though I did have some remaining vision at the time I still couldn't see everything that was happening um but as i grew older i found uh, other ways to supplement what was missing um 
it wasn't perfect. Um, like, for example, I found the the radio drama produced by NPR. Yes. So that filled in a lot of the a lot of the um, non-visual gaps. Uh, the because he's in the characters and everything but it still wasn't an equal experience um when you compare it to watching the original movies and you're unable to see them uh plus um me being of the millennial generation, nobody wanted to listen to radio oh, yeah. programs. So, 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 like, so everybody that came over uh, wanted to watch the Star Wars movie. So, every time that happened, I felt a little bit uh, left out. Uh, but I. St- Still fell very, very much in love with the, the lore, this world. Plus, um, Darth Vader was the first ever character with a disability that I saw on screen. Oh. That just made me go, wow. <laughs> Interesting. But, like, it didn't matter that he w- was a bad guy. Um, now I know that, well, you know, e- episode three and all that. But, um, but, but he had a disability and he was very powerful and, and he was very, um, he was a, uh, he was a force not to be reckoned with and he had a disability. So, so that really captivated me sure. as well. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So let's um, let me backtrack, you know, star Wars is uh, kind of filled with um, uh, a very wide variety of characters with, with uh, with certain abilities, some you know more than others. You've got uh, obviously Darth Vader, who can use the Force. You've got other characters that have uh, certain disadvantages. I can come up with. Uh, I'm I'm currently thinking of Kane and Jarrus. If you're familiar with the uh, Rebels uh, animated show. Yes. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, once. Um, once uh, Luke loses that hand in The Empire Strikes Back, we've got uh, Luke Skywalker that has a cybernetic, uh, you know, hand. Yep. Um, but, you know, again, Star Wars is full of characters like that that um, present a certain disadvantage, but they don't make a big deal out of it. Um, they, um, it, It's interesting. What do you think of characters like Kane and Jarrus? Um, and obviously, you know, th- there are a lot of, um, I-, I think in the future we're doing, uh, with a couple of friends, I'm doing a, a section on uh, a show on cybernetics and star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book of Boba Fett obviously had those, uh, the, the Vespa writing gangsters that, uh, were modding each other and, and, uh, you know, they've got special glasses and, and arm appendages and all sorts of, uh, you know, wonderful little toys like that. But what do you think of characters in Star Wars that present um, kind of a, a you know, a blind and visually impaired, uh, you know, I guess that aspect of their characters, um, you know, it's part of that. Yeah. So, so I, um, so I, I can't remember off the top of my head um, if there are any blind. I know that there is one, um in um um in the in the movie that was recently released but um but it technically comes before episode four. Oh, rogue one yeah right yeah 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 rogue one 
there is a blind character in there. Um, usually, whenever I see disabilities in media, uh, usually they are helpless or or they're just magically cured. So, like, it's as if they've never had had a disability at all. But, um, but the, um, but the main thing that I see is that a lot of media nowadays portrays uh, disabled um, people as helpless or, or not really central to the plot. They're just kind of in the background. Um, they're just, they're not given the spotlight. So Star Wars actually um, has a lot of, um, a lot of uh, disabled characters in it on screen um, for lengthy periods of time. Like, these aren't just flyby, um, fly-by appearances. Um, and even if a character is not um, disabled initially, that universe still tackles disability with some extremely unique um, kind of angles. Like, for example, the Obi-Wan series that was released on Disney Plus. Um, that series handles a lot of uh, uh, mental uh, 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 mental illness. I can't say if it's good or bad representation because I don't have those uh, um, th- those kinds of disabilities, but uh, but it's really really refreshing that th- this universe um, it just has disabled people in it, and you're not s- supposed to th- think lesser than. You're not right. supposed to. Um, you're not supposed to pity the characters. So I just love this universe for its disability representation. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rogue One, you know, I was just thinking about uh, the character we were talking about, obviously, is Chirrut Imwe. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was uh, very inspirational. Same as Kanan. I mean, you know, what what happened to him at the end, you know, was tragic, but he he did it uh, to to save his friends and give them a chance uh, to, to go on to the next step. But um, yeah, I mean, someone like Chirrut Imwe, I mean, you know, you, you remember his line, uh, you know, the force is with me. I am one with the force. Yep. And it is, uh, it, it is definitely something that, uh, you know, these characters are front and center. They are, uh, you know, and it even started with, uh, George Lucas. He was not afraid to, um, you know, uh, to be able to write characters in a way that, uh, you know, there's whatever it is that that ails them doesn't define them, and uh, he was just able to write these strong characters, um, and I, I think that's great. And I think you know, Star Wars is definitely one of those IPs, one of those uh, you know, film series um, that really continues that that tradition. Um, and I hope it doesn't go away. I think you know, with with characters that are so unique, um, more so than in the real life, I would say, because there are, you know, creatures and cyborgs and, and all sorts of wonderful, um, characters in this universe. Um, I think, uh, I think it's a great way to explore, uh, humanity in that way. And you said it earlier, I think science fiction really does a great job to kind of explore our human condition by asking the question, always, uh, you know, having that question of what if, uh, at the center of our, of our thought. 
And uh, I think Star Wars is definitely one of those things. And, I, you know, obviously we can talk about any any type of um, franchise, whether it's Star Wars or Star Trek. Um, it is uh, it, it's definitely something that um, that you, you know, that you have to experience. I always feel bad for people that are not really into science fiction because it's it's not just about spaceships and. Yeah, features. It, it's you know, it goes deeper, really not not just about uh ships blasting each other <laughs> it, right. it it is so much more than that um but i but me personally i think that science fiction gets a it it gets kind of a bad reputation um a bad reputation that it's just for men uh, right. and and men like nothing more than things that go boom right <laughs> so yeah <laughs> right so I, I but you're right um star wars continuously um asks the very tough uh questions in regards to um, regards to what a fascist um, uh, sort of empire would look like, um, and but um, but I mean I could go on and on and on about about yeah. the layers of uh, Star Wars. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a lot there. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about the uh the the radio drama because um earlier on you asked me uh if I had listened to it in the radio, but I, you know, I I again, I I heard about it in school. I think I was in in 8th grade or or I was a freshman in high school and I remember seeing the posters um that were released um Star Wars audio drama. This is Anthony Daniels inviting you to join me as C-3PO in the only radio production of Star Wars on National Public Radio. Put your hands up, you filthy little creatures! Might I ask what you're going to do? I went out to the bookstore and I grabbed the... Um, I, I could only find the cassettes for Star Wars and Empire. And it was oh, like, I don't know. No. It was like, I don't know, like 12 cassettes um, for each movie. Hmm. I think Return of the Jedi is, is the one that I have it on CD. But uh, the I got to tell you, the when I first listened to it, it was almost like, let's just say that Star Wars is about, you know, two hours long, you know, mm-hmm. standard movie. But if you listen to Star Wars radio drama, it's almost like the movie is uh, like six or seven hours long. There's so much um, extra material. There's so much extra stuff there that it really, it really encompasses you uh, from a world building position. It really brings you in even more so, I think, than, than the than the movie you know a lot of times people say that what you can imagine is probably more powerful than you what you can actually see and the radio dramas really illustrate that point yes 100 percent i like to joke that the radio dramas are very extended yet entertaining director's cut yes of of all the movies because you get such you get great character backstories you get you get to see more of um you get to see more of luke on the farm you get all this world building that wasn't in the in the movies and and before um audio description that radio drama is what really really pulled me in to the universe like it just yanked me in and just helped me with a vice like grip um (laughs) the I mean, it 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 helped that a large portion of the cast actually 
performed um, the, the audio dramas as well. I found the audio drama. Uh, so now I have it on CD and I consider it to be a collector's item because yes. it's it's very hard to find nowadays. I mean, if you try to find it online, it's very hard to find. But it was kind of ironic because I discovered it in the early 2000s on a... Uh, on a website that technically wasn't supposed to have this audio drama. So, oh. so like, so like I downloaded it in, in computer class in school. Then I copied it to a flash drive. Uh, then I just listened on my laptop and I would just sit on my bed just absolutely enraptured by this world of music and sound effects and and, and, and like we were talking about the uh, characters backstories and everything I was so basically if that audio drama um, hadn't exist. I don't think I would have gotten into the world as deeply as um, as I'm in there now because it because uh, back in the early 2000s, none of the films um, were described except for uh, episode four a new hope but you couldn't buy it uh described as a consumer it was only for uh for educational purposes i see at the uh, school for the blind i was at and they wouldn't let me take it home unfortunately but oh. Uh, so, um, so the audio drama was really the only thing I had until uh, recently, when um, when Disney Plus um, announced that hey, like um, the all of the Star Wars m m movies now have audio description. I, I'm like you're kidding me right wow. <laughs> like 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 in my early 30s i get to experience a thing that was a very large part of my childhood i read so many books of the extended lore right i've read so many things uh beyond the movies and everything but i as i said before I never really got to experience the 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 full impact of the movies until recently. But uh, swinging back around, I yes, the audio drama was my gateway really into this universe wholeheartedly. So, yeah, that's amazing. It's funny. You just called yourself old because you watched Star Wars in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. I, w I was seven years old in the theater watching Star Wars for the first time. So imagine how old I am. What have I done? That <laughs> must have been incredible. And that, I mean, really, I mean. Picturing the giant ships and things on the big screen, like that must have been mind blowing. It, it was mind blowing and life altering, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep.
Okay, patrons, time to give a shout out to those wonderful people that help keep the living waters of Mandalore running around here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. I extend to you a very heartfelt thank you to all my patrons. All right, how about some shout outs? Big thank you to Backyard Tardis, Nick Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel and catch up on his adventures in locksmithing. And big thanks to Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast, another Red 5 pod. Look for them on all the socials. Some appreciation goes to the guys over at Rebel Rock Radio, DJ and Steve, rocking with another Red 5 pod. And go check out Comics and Cosmetics. Danny's got some lovely takes on uh, comics and cosmetics. Cool talk for nerdlings of all denominations. Go give her a sub. Who else we got? Hey, it's Frank from Miami. What's up, Frank? Longtime supporter of the Scuttlebutt. Thank you for that kind sir oh and a wonderful thank you to belinda oh my friend i'm so glad you're on this list and our resident classic hollywood expert a fan favorite collaborator melanie marquita big hugs to you my friend a huge respect to all our patreon supporters you remind me each week why it's fun to do this and to infuse the quality discussions you deserve and if you want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy the show head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt remember we can't have the scuttle Without the butt, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. Let's talk a little bit about the actual audio descriptions. Like I said, uh, I watched Star Wars last night for the first time with that audio descriptive channel. And uh, before we started rolling, I think we were uh, kind of uh, chuckling a little bit at the enthusiasm of, of one of the uh, the voiceover actor that is reading the script for the uh, the Star Wars audio description. It's funny because it is that's the one of the first things I thought of too. Is like wow, it's it's. Uh, He's very, um, he's very bubbly. Um, you know, <laughs> yes. it's, uh, it, especially certain scenes. It's like the golden droid enters the escape pod on a bl- as a blast flies overhead. Yes, and he's yes. like woohoo! <laughs> yes, yes. I, you can tell he l- loved it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, yes, uh, yes. His name is uh, is Miles Neff, and and he is a he is one of the uh, major celebrities in the audio description world. Um, if you're blind or visually impaired, uh, you grew up with his uh, voice. Um, so that's so it's. Uh, but however, I totally understand where you're coming from because he does. Uh, he he is a little bit. Um, it it requires uh, it requires some attention to uh, to sort of sink in to how he narrates things. Um, he really puts a lot of inflection in in his words and everything, uh, especially if there is heightened tension in a scene or something um he'll say something along the lines of the stormtrooper whips out his blaster suddenly a hooded figure springs out and zaps r2 with a gun (laughs) r2 stops dead in his tracks his metal body crawling with electrical currents his life goes out and he peels forward I really like um, that the writers um, of the audio description knew the universe that they were writing in because you can tell when an audio description script is when the writer doesn't really know the material right. they just kind of give a bland uh description uh like uh like if i didn't know uh star wars lore i probably would have written something along the lines of darth vader um is a tall man 
with a cape and a sword <laughs> yeah on his uh, belt and 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 it's not a sword it's a lightsaber but <laughs> right, right. Y- yeah right so. yeah I, i'm gonna ask you what the process is uh but it's funny though i do you remember what the audio description how they described the jawas because it was very I, I think it was it was funny i was i was kind of cracking up i i i don't remember intricately how they described the jawas but yeah. i i think they described the Jawas as like as three foot tall. Um, I think it's like a cross between it. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but but yes, I I do remember that. Oh yeah, so that idea description is extremely unique and <laughs> yes, and yeah, very catchy. It is very it it does make you um it's funny it's it makes you anticipate like what is he going to say next because it's very yes. it's very unique and it's very playful but it's 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 useful um yes. the robot with the red stripes rolls towards the older man <laughs> yes. it's like you know it's like oh okay cool uh what else are we going to see and it's you know obviously i've seen star wars like i don't know like a, a million and a half times but right. watching watching it that way last night was uh was a very unique experience and you learn how they um and you learn what uh what races of aliens are and right. things like that. So, um, like I said, it definitely, uh, you know, brought brought me closer to to this movie in a way that I did not know um, I, I could. But um, it's yeah, it's very interesting. Before we take off, I want to um, ask you what the process is when companies do these audio descriptive uh, tracks for movies. Um, you mentioned that the voiceover person obviously knows the lore. Um, is that something that is necessary, especially for something as as um, as as unique as Star Wars is to to movies? Uh, do you or or is it something that just can be written by anyone? All they have to do is describe something. I would say, um, and maybe this is. Coming from my position as a longtime huge fan of Star Wars, but uh, but I think you having the knowledge of the lore, I think will help you craft that audio description. Um, But uh, going back to the process, um, so for so. I'm a member of a, a collective that actually does um, audio description, so I can actually speak to the process quite heavily. But um, but the process is is that um, a writer will watch the whole entire production, uh, and they will take note of gaps in the audio uh so so like let's say at one minute and 23 seconds there's a large gap in the audio where nobody's talking then the writer of the the script watches what's happening and then is mentally processing what they uh, see on the screen as well. Uh, Or if you're blind, audio description writer like me, there's a whole nother layer to the process. But, um, but, if you're a sighted audio description writer, you're taking in what the frame is focused on, and you're taking in things that 
the blind user wouldn't know just by listening to the production and then you're writing down what you perceive making sure it fits exactly into the time codes uh, then you would pass the script off to a narrator that reads your whole entire script and records pickup lines if needed. Um, then once the narrator has re recorded everything, then the audio slash video editor uh, will take your detached audio narration. They will slip it in at the exact moment that is necessary for that audio description to make sense. So it's it's an art plus it's a science um, because um, let's say that you're watching a uh, movie and you're writing an audio description script. So if you're writing a Star Wars movie, uh, for example, you might not know what a tom-tom is, so you might try and interpret what you see on the screen, but you don't know the lore, so you could write very wordy description that will actually probably confuse um, a few people. Uh, so like, for example, um, you you could describe a lightsaber as a glowing sword, and that's not correct. Yeah. You don't know the lore, so, so that would actually be very messy and sloppily done audio description. It might seem like it's correct, but it's actually not. Yeah. Did I confuse you? <laughs> no, no, it's it's interesting. I think, you know, and, and it's funny because when I was watching the movie last night, there were certain areas where, you know, certain areas that I know that there's going to be kind of like a lull in the, in the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And, and I, sometimes I was anticipating, you know, the narrator coming in to describe what was happening. And sometimes they would describe what was happening uh, a few seconds ahead before it actually happened. Mm -hmm. And um, I found that interesting as well. Obviously they have to time everything out to, to be able to, uh, you know, make the decision of, you know, should I do it, you know, in the four and a half seconds prior to the, to this action or the seven and a half seconds after this action, right. By the right. time it already happened, I'm sitting there describing it. So it is, um, like you said, I mean, it's a, it's a skill, it's a talent and, uh, it's, it's necessary for, you know, folks to, to be able to enjoy, you know, movies and television, uh, who otherwise would not be able to. So, yeah. And even though that this service is primarily for the blind and the visually impaired, I do think that sighted people could use it as well. Uh, for example, if you're cleaning around the house or something. And oh, if, yeah. And if you, you don't maybe have time to sit and actively look at a screen, for example. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Or, uh, or it could help um, I, people, uh, autistic people. Um, it could help a 
wide array of people. Um, I would even go as far to say it could help uh, people that are that maybe have a low uh, reading level and maybe are trying to boost their vocabulary because they can attach words that they hear described to what is actually being shown on the screen. So, so right. I think it has multiple, um, multiple purposes. And let's be like totally, completely honest. It just makes Star Wars much more hit, hit entertaining. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like I said, it was, uh, if you haven't seen Star Wars in the descriptive audio, I think you should at least, you know, turn on that track, log on to your Disney plus and, and, and check out one of the movies like that, at least if, if you, uh, if you don't want to watch all, all six of them, but, um, absolutely. I think, uh, I think it's an interesting way to watch a Star Wars, especially if you've already seen it, you know, uh, a couple hundred times, like, like I have, like a lot of you, uh, listening to the show have, um, it's, it's interesting. And like I said, it's something that we take for granted sight. Um, and, uh, especially for, you know, uh, a franchise that is so, uh, visually rich, uh, we have to realize that not a lot of people can, um, can take advantage of that. Um, but, uh, audio descriptive in star Wars, audio description is, uh, something that, uh, it's, it's out there and it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's kind of interesting. Hey, friends, just a quick reminder, if you enjoy our content and don't want to commit to a Patreon tier, you can show your love in other ways. Oh, yeah. Of course, you can take advantage of our merchandise store at TeePublic, where we've got cool designs from all across the Red 5 network. Look for sale announcements and save up to 30 to 35% on all our merchandise. Oh, nice. And there's also a very convenient way to help support the channel. As you know, coffee is our friend. It keeps us going. You can show your appreciation by heading over to buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Buymeacoffee.com slash Scarif. Any amount starting at five bucks, a one-time treat for us to help with all the stuff it takes to maintain the quality you deserve. And remember, it's always sunny on Scarif. And that's the scuttlebutt. And pass the cream, please. <laughs> Robert, I want to thank you for joining me on this special episode of the Scarif Podcast. We learned a lot. I learned a lot, and uh, I hope you had fun. Why don't you tell folks uh, a little bit about uh, you, your skills, and uh, where people can find you? Sure. So, so I am a writer. Um, I'm an audio description writer for a collective known as Social Audio Description, and uh, and if you want to see my work. Uh, you can go to blindjournalist.wordpress.com or if you want to see my audio description writing, you can go check out the collective at socialaudiodescription.com. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, yeah, I, I encourage everyone to uh, follow Robert, uh, check out some of the material that he works on. It's uh, it's absolutely fabulous. It uh, it'll give you a new perspective on on things. Absolutely. For sure. Robert, thank you so much. I hope you had fun. Uh, oh, 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 yes, definitely. Yes. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the special edition of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Until next time, I'm Ro, and that's Robert, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Whee. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to red5network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.